God. Love Brother Ford. I want to come. What God's putting his spirit and heart. I want to come preach to us. Amen. Love him. Appreciate him. Amen. His ability and knowledge of the word of God. I just want the Holy Ghost to use him to preach and to deliver unto us. You're going to help him preach tonight. Let's give him a good bend to pulpit. Welcome to this pulpit tonight. Don't you just love Jesus? Well, let your actions say it then. Come on, clap your hands again and love Him. Come on, do it for Him. Come on, do it for Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah. Oh, yeah, he's doing great things. I believe Brother Moore spoke prophetically a while ago. I think you just very well may see that young lady come walking down the aisle. I don't know why, I don't know how. All I know is we were praying this morning, and I'm just, and I'm talking to God. And I, when I pray for people, I, I, just, I just listen and I pray. And perchance that God may speak a voice of word into my spirit for the need that may not be evident and that they may not ask. But we were praying for that young lady this morning and I was just saying things and the the guy at the pool of Bethesda and the guy in the house where they tore the roof off. He says, take up thy bed and walk. And I, and I spoke it and I said, take up thy bed and walk. And then I, I kind of took her back and then I said, no, take up thy bed and walk. Take up thy bed and walk. I believe God's got a miracle in his hand. It's a jewel for us. But you've got to reach in there and get it and don't let it go. Because the enemy will try to steal from you those things that God has given you. For he cometh to steal, kill, and destroy your adversary, the devil. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. I'm listening for good things. I said I'm listening for the sound of good things, of good tidings. Of good tidings of great joy. Hallelujah. For Jesus has come and has paid the ultimate price. That all of these things that you ask for, that you can have them. Hallelujah. I was going to sing a little song. But I may forego that. I don't know. 
I noticed Brother Moore's voice tried to get. It wasn't wanting to hold up real good. Sister Moore's voice wanted to try to go. I remember Brother Buford telling the tale about a a man that says, uh, you better go on, old host devil. I'll have you praising God here in a minute. Hallelujah. Need to learn how to speak to your problems. Not just blab it and grab it, but speak, speak the word of faith. Speak it according to the voice of God that you've heard in your own heart and spirit. And that that you know of him that he has given you. Well, hallelujah. How many believe the word of God is true? How many believe the word of God is forever settled in heaven? How many believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? How many of you believe that, behold, when... The prophet said, Behold, I am the Lord thy God. I change not. Malachi. So all that is written in the book and all the promises that he's given us, Brother Corey, all the promises of God in Christ Jesus, in him are yea and amen. That means they are without fail. And what God has ever said is still in effect today. It hadn't changed. God don't change His mind. He don't flip-flop like some other people that what you see today, you don't see tomorrow. But He's a constant. He's without shadow of turning. He's without variableness. And he's here tonight to do wonderful things for you. But you've got to get it from him. And you've got to come to him. I gave an illustration to the Sunday school class this morning. I said the lady was walking the street. And beside a casket. Weeping her eyes out. Her heart torn to pieces. Now look. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. Right? And he is a rewarder. There's something about the word of God that denotes obedience. And uh, that uh, action. But sometimes, God, He does things so that there's no other recourse. And so, the funeral procession is coming by, and He sees, and He's moved with compassion. And He stopped the funeral procession, and He touched the bier, or the casket, it says. And He says to the young man, because her son had died, and she was left alone heartbroken shattered and he touched the beer 
and said, Son, I say unto thee, arise. And he said, I don't believe I will. Not today. Don't feel like it. Lazarus, come forth. Uh, no, not today. I'm not feeling the best in the world. If you'll get yourself in the right frame of mind, and if you somehow can lose your senses, and somehow you've become, become a corpse in the natural and let your old man and your old understanding and this worldly understanding if you could somehow let it die a dead man's not going to tell him no you can't do what you say but when he touched the beer the dead said I believe I will and he said he heard the voice of God and he set up and he came out of the beer I'm telling you if you'll die to who you are and what you understand naturally and hear ye the word of the Lord he will do what nobody thinks he can do but you the dead don't talk back to him are you willing to die that you might live It costs a thing. I spent two days working on a thought. I've got nothing really written down to show for it. But I still got the thought. <laughs> Would y'all like to know my thought? <laughs> Hallelujah. Pastor Moore was speaking a while ago, and you can be seated. I'm going, to, I'm going to talk. I'm, I'm going to read something, but come on, be seated. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just stay right there, Sister Moore. I might sing a, a verse. The song has gone from me now, and uh, it might come back. But uh, he said God can do what he wants to do. And nobody can stop him. Ah. 
But they better be careful how they fool with his little babies, his little darlings. And when Brother Moore said that, I, I remembered something again. I guess Brother Buford's just on my mind tonight for some reason. But you know, I, from all the men of God that's been in my life, I've gleaned things from every one of them. Precious jewels that, that help you uh, make it. It gives you insight to who you are and to whom you belong. And I remember him saying it kind of like this. He said, and I would beg God to not take vengeance or not because of what they'd done against me and said against me. And I would ask God, don't, because they don't understand exactly who I am and to who I belong. And vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. He said, and I would ask God to stay forth His hand of judgment. Not that He felt like He was anything so great in the kingdom, but if you touch one of these, my little ones, or if you give them a cup of water. If you do bad, it's better a millstone were hung around your neck and you were cast to the ocean. But if you give them a drink of water, great is going to be your reward. You shall not lose it. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let me get started. That's all, Sister Moore. Thank you so much. Praise God. I, I, I'll just, um, I'll use this other mic because uh, he says, they say, he says, whatever. It's a little louder or different or something. I don't know. Maybe he's got the tone set a little different because my singing and my screaming are different, right? <laughs> and sometimes I really get loud, I think. Uh, I have seen some of y'all do this when I have that mic and I say something real loud all of a sudden. And I think it sends shock waves to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, all right, all right. Lord bless you. Love you. Love Pastor Moore. Thank God for my pastor. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for uh, his steadfastness and his faith in God. I'll never forget Brother Billy Cole talking about a, a time in his life for four years. He cried for four solid years. He said he went so far to say, he says, I don't know what God's doing to me. God's just trying to humiliate me. And his wife slapped him. He said, and I quit crying. He said, not because I felt better. You know how he talked. But because I was mad. He was this tall, 400 and something pounds. Little bitty, big man. <laughs> uh, 
But he said, I would get up and because I was led by a man of God in my life that would, I would go and preach. He, this is the man I'm talking about that's seen mighty miracles in Thailand, missionary for 30 years. Saw people healed of all kinds of diseases. Saw great moves of the Holy Ghost. Thousands and thousands of people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost under his ministry. Four years, he said, I couldn't seem like I didn't know where God was, and I wept for four years. He said, but in those four years, because when I got in the pulpit, I got up there, and I preached the Word of God. Because the Word of God never changes, and it's true, and it's powerful, and if you speak faith, it will work, and it will do what you speak and say it will do. He said, and I would preach faith and they would get the Holy Ghost and God would heal. When service was over, I would go back to my crying. And I don't understand it had something to do with a child when it was born and when it passed at four years that completely left him. But I do know that the Word of God, maybe I, I don't know. But I just, the Word of God is true. And if you can get it settled in your heart and in your spirit, that whatever God says, I'm going to take that and bind it in my heart. And I don't care what my eyes may see or what my ears may hear outside. I'm going to hear the Word of the Lord. And I'm going to take that word and I'm going to believe it in the deepest regions of my being. And I'm going to somehow let it be manifest in my actions and in my deeds. And what he asks of me to do, those things are what I'm going to do. And when I commit myself unto what God has said, then God commits himself unto me for what he has said and he does what he said he would do it doesn't matter what it is but somehow I've got to come become like the dead man in the So whose voice are you listening to? The voice of reason of this world? Of the carnal mind that makes all the sense in the world according to common things? Natural things. Let me talk. Let me let me talk. Nineteenth chapter of Exodus. Third verse says, And Moses went up unto God 
And the Lord called unto him out of the mountains, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and Tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear thee on eagles' wings. Now, there's some things that's been going over into my mind about the, the eagles' wings and stuff, but I'm not going to get off on that tonight. Because, and Pastor Moore was talking earlier, we think we got about 10 minutes worth of things in our mind to say. And after about 30 minutes are over, we realize we just got started and we, and, and those 10 minutes will probably stretch into an hour and 10 minutes if we're not careful. I've never been one to really care about how long it was as long as it was feeding and as long as it was the Word of God. And if they're speaking truth, just keep on saying it. And if I fall asleep and break my neck, just pray for me. God will raise me up. Hallelujah. At least I was there to hear. You know, Eutychus fell out the window, and Paul had to go down and resurrect him. Hallelujah. How do you believe God can still do that today? Hallelujah. Praise God. But it's good to see all of you out. But I'm going to, uh, so it said, uh, tell the children of Israel, ye have seen what I did of the Egyptians, how I bear thee on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Now he's telling Moses here, Moses, and they done, he done spoke to the rock and gave them water, come across the Red Sea. They, and Moses put it this way, the Lord said, they're about ready to stone me. But now they've come to Horeb. they come to Mount Sinai. And God says, tell them. You've seen what I've done for you. How I buried you on eagles' wings. Delivered you from the Egyptians. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed. And keep my covenant. Then you shall be peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. So this promise of God about them being a, a peculiar treasure uh, and a, a holy nation unto God was dependent on their obedience. It was dependent Upon them keeping his covenant. It was dependent upon them hearing the voice of his man. And the law that he would give unto them. Just one more chapter over. He speaks unto them and tells them the commandments. The ten commandments. And he speaks. And then they say we don't want him to speak to us anymore. But Moses you talk to us because we can't stand there's too much for us. His voice has got us terrified. And, and somehow, Brother Moore, 
the, the greatness and the love of God somehow did not translate to the masses of the congregation that day because all of them above 20 years old that was in the camp, they died in the wilderness and did not make it into the promised land. There was something in them that prevented them from being uh, obedient to the commands of God and, and uh, loving to hear the voice of God that, that brought them out on eagles' wings and, and closed up the Red Sea on all of their enemies and it said they saw the Egyptians no more forever that means that God took care of them and they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea there's something about the water it washes away the thing that has bothered you it, Egypt typified sin and God got rid of that for them but there was something of Egypt left on the inside of them though the physical carcasses of carcasses of them did wash upon the shore yet in them was still some of what they brought out of Egypt that could not be seen with the natural eye but there was something in them that was uh, not completely sold out to this God that done mighty wonders for them and so it is that I read in my Bible again in 1 Peter 2 it says it like this he says to whom coming as unto a living stone, this is 2 and 4, First Peter. Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Now, I'd like to stop right here and just tell you that the children of Israel wasn't in the camp and brought out uh, Uh, just because they were, how can I put this, that they were uh, any better than anybody else in the world as far as uh, God had done something different in creation or, or whatever. But the reason for them uh, being in Egypt and being brought out by a strong and mighty hand was that God had made a promise to a man that your lesson was about today. He said, Abram, if you'll leave your father's house, I will make of thee a great nation. And uh, all the kingdoms of the world shall be blessed out of you and out of your seed. And, and uh, all of the nations of the world will be blessed in thee. And, uh, and uh, uh, all of them that bless thee will I bless. And uh, all of them that curse thee will I curse. And so God is telling Abraham, I've called you out for myself. And uh, you are mine and you're my friend. And uh, I, I didn't call anybody else. I want you to leave your father's house. And me and Brother Moore was talking about about this and there's a lot of things that could be said about Lot but here's what I, I do recognize and, uh, and I realize that when he separated from Lot 
things started going just a little bit different. Read it in your Bible. But the promise that took 25 years. It didn't happen until the angels showed up and Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot had been dealt with. Well, hallelujah. Y'all looking at Brother Beaufort would say, y'all looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate. Hallelujah. So sometimes, sometimes there are things in our life that may hinder the work and the move of God. Not that we want it to, but because God has His way of doing things. And the things that God asks us to do, uh, we ought to do them exactly the way that He has got them planned out for you to do. And the way that He has, uh, has uh, prophesied for it to be. And the way that He has uh, given it unto us through those uh, who uh, were taught by Him. Or the things that He has given to other prophets and apostles. Like the Apostle Paul, he says, uh, I say this, not the Lord. He said, but I believe I have the mind of the Lord. That it is good dealing with husband and wives. And so there are times in our life when we hear the word of God and the man of God is preaching that he'll give us a directive that he didn't get it from himself. He hadn't planned on saying it. He just in a moment of, a, of anointed Holy Ghost inspiration, he speaks the voice of God. And those things God will you hold you accountable for. And so they are called out and they find themselves in this place because they are the seed of Abraham. They're the seed of Isaac and of Jacob. They are the children of Jacob's name was changed to Israel and they are called the children of Israel. And here they find themselves in the land of Egypt and they become, they, after Joseph is gone, then there rose a Pharaoh that didn't know him and they came under heavy handedness and, and they became slaves and, and they made them work with brick and mortar with slime and, and straw to build brick and mortar for their buildings and they were slaves and they were treated ugly and they had rough taskmasters and God brought them out not because of how good they were but simply because they were the chosen of God. They were the seed of the friend of God and the chosen of God. They were an heir of the promise of God and God keeps his promise and his covenant is always sure and you can depend on him to do what he says he will do and so they find themselves here and the voice of the Lord is telling them you're going to be a chosen people a peculiar 
a holy nation. And I hear God saying, be ye holy, for I am holy. And in the New Testament, follow peace with all men and holiness without which, what? No man shall see the Lord. There's something about God. He demands holiness. He, he, he eats holy. And when, when He baptizes you with His Spirit, it's called the Holy Ghost. It, it's a spirit. And it, the, the, the preceding word of that is holy. It tells you what kind of spirit. It's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. It's the, the very God of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is the power of the worlds to come. It is the creative power of all things that is or shall ever be. It is the very God that spoke everything into existence. It's the breath of God. It's the life of God. There is nothing like it. There is nothing to compare to it. And you are the seed of his choosing. And so Peter he, he, he says in the second chapter he goes, to whom coming unto living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and precious. Ye also. Now, this man Jesus was chosen of God, right? For suffering. And so it says then, that ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore it is contained. In the scriptures, behold I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient... There that is again. If you will keep my commandments, if you'll keep my covenant, then you will be unto me. Now it doesn't say, but if you don't, but it always lets you know. Now sometimes God will just spell it out. If you'll keep them, but if you don't, then I'm going to turn you over to this and this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And I'm telling you, it's not going to be good. And so obedience is better than sacrifice. And to hearken is better than the fat of rams. God don't need your sacrifice. For fact, for he said, sacrifices and offerings, I would it's not, but a body that was prepared me. The man Christ Jesus came as that perfect sacrifice. He came as a high priest uh, forever after the order of Melchizedek. And so here we find in the word of God, it says, wherefore in the scripture it says, Behold, I lay on Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is become head of the corner. A stone of stumbling.
same stone. But a lack of faith in God or true belief in God causes them to stumble at the Word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Now listen to what it says. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Now, whoa, Brother Moore, I don't know how long I've been up here. Better, better look at this. Uh, y'all, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, I, I really don't try to take, uh, I know we talk about it and a lot of times we'll, among ourselves, the brother and say, Brother Barry, you say, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. Because <laughs> I have been known to be long-winded before. And uh, so I really don't try to do that. Uh, that's not my intent at all. I just, I feel like I just got something I'm trying to say. And sometimes I just can't, can't seem find enough ways to, I don't know, get it across. Um, but, but, but it says that you are a, a, a chosen generation. And uh, that it says that you were chosen in Him from the foundation of the world. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, so, so it's not by chance that, that uh, you're here tonight. And it's, it's not by chance that uh, you lovely saints of the Most High God. That, that you have uh, been born again of the water and of the Spirit. And that, uh, that you have gotten that revelation that uh, Peter got. Uh, that says that you are the Christ. The Son of the living God. And Jesus said flesh and blood hath not revealed it to you. But my Father which is in heaven. And given to him the keys of the kingdom. And you know brother Moore. It wasn't very long after that I see Jesus talking to this man Peter and Peter said I tell you what we're going to do we're going to you want us to call fire down or you want us to uh, I forget what it was at the time uh, no 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 it, but he said uh, uh, would you that we uh... but anyway Jesus turned to look at him and says get thee behind me Satan I'm sorry it went from me just like that, but I remember it. And, uh, but he looked at Peter and says, Get thee behind me, Satan. For thou savest not the things of God, but of man. God don't need your help. And He don't need your carnal thinking to get His kingdom built. What He needs from you is you to be attuned to what He's doing. Now, 
I'm, I'm not, I'm not, now look, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not getting down on Peter. Please, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, I've probably been a lot worse than that. And, uh, and he'll tell you how many times he's told me, hey, God, hey devil boy, get behind me because you ain't thinking right. You, you got some stinking thinking going on and you need to clean it up and let the blood wash your mind a little bit so you can look at things the way I look at them and you can look at people the way I look at them. Because he didn't call you to choose any of his bride. He just let you be one of them apart. But you're a chosen. He chose you. And you're blessed above all peoples of the earth. Brother Quinn, just like Mary, thou art highly favored. Oh. And so, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Now, you know, Brother Moore, a priest is, uh, now this is John Leroy. And if you want to look up somebody else's thoughts and, and all that on this, Go right ahead. All of you that's got the new Bible, the, the great, what is it called? Premier Study Bible. Man, that's a good Bible too. But look, I, I, I just got to be me, okay? And forgive me. And so if you read that and, 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 they, and they got it right, okay? So just say, Brother Ford, you was wrong. And here's what it says in Premier Study Bible, okay? Hallelujah. But, uh... uh a priest is a, uh, a uh, royal priesthood. That's like, uh, that's like being a, a part of the ruling class or, or a nobility or a king. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 then, I, and then it crossed my mind. And, and then I can hear uh, uh, John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos as he's getting the word and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And he said, and he hath made us kings and priests unto our God. And we're a, a, a royal priesthood that is somebody that stands between a, a deity and common man. It's, a, it's like Aaron. He was high priest. But there were other priests that worked in the service and the ordinance of God that helped with the sacrifices every day that came by the hundreds. And they worked under the high priest. And, but yet they made, they made a sacrifice and they made obedience it's unto God for the people between the deity or between God and man now there's priests in a lot of other religions but it says that me and that you we are a royal Brother Brennan, I'm not just somebody, just a country hick that lives beside of Highway 57 on Leela May Road. Hallelujah. But I'm a royal. I'm part of a royal priesthood. I, I, I've, got to, I've got from God, the, I've got to God an indictment on me that says, you've got to stand in the gap. You've got to take up and make up the hedge. There's souls out there that are weighed in the balances, but they need a royal priesthood. 
that they can look to, that they can come to, and they can find help, that they can come to them, and they can offer a sacrifice of praise and of worship to God that God will accept, and God can reach out and get them and bring them into the chosen generation. So they can become royal. Bradford, you didn't know I was royal, did you? I did. Maybe I just didn't hide it too long. I've said it a lot lately. I'm going to say it again. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. Now he said, but ye are the light of the world. And a city set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But they let the light shine. I'm telling you, you're the light of the world. Oh, hallelujah. Come on now, somebody. you got to help me. Hey, you are the light of the world. And Corinthians talks about members of the body. Well, let me get ahead of myself. So, I'm royal. From whoever you are that thinks that you're the least of all of us in here and think that you really don't matter and count, I'm telling you tonight that you're royal. You're born of not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. And God has placed you in His kingdom. I didn't put you there, and nobody sitting in this pew put you there. If you're in the kingdom of God, that's why it is so important for us to understand and, uh, and believe the Word of God because God always chooses those that are His. Even though they may go aside after a while, and even though they may, uh, there may be some shenanigans or, or whatever, but the Holy Ghost, God chose who He would pour out the Holy Ghost upon and pour it into on the day of Pentecost. He chose who He would pour it out after they came out of the upper room and they all heard them speaking in tongues and they all heard them in their own languages after they had received the Holy Ghost where nobody heard them at all until they spilled out of the upper room. I'm telling you, it is imperative that you believe that when God comes in, He will speak for Himself because He is the one that chooses and he takes that unruly member that is a fire set on the flames of hell that no man can tame although they can turn a horse and they can turn a ship with a little rudder and with a small bridle and they can control great things with little bitty things but the little member of the tongue said no man can tame but there is a spirit there is a God in the heaven and his name alone is wonderful and powerful and when he comes in he don't need you to speak for him he will praise and magnify and prophesy of himself 
chosen. He chooses. I don't choose. You don't choose. He chooses. I hope this is all right. A royal priesthood. Chosen and royal. To be priest. King. Kingly priest. That means that means what he told those disciples that day, ain't Diane? Behold, I give you power to tread on scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy. I'm telling you, you're royal. You're, you're royal. You're a part of the kingdom of God. You're a part of the kingdom of heaven. And he gives you power. You are the sons of God. You are the children of the most high God. And you have kingdom power against the powers of hell. Over sickness, over disease, over every sin and affliction of this world. Kingly priest. Standing in the hedge, making up the gap. There's a scripture I had meant to write it down. I don't have it. Here. Here. But it's, and it goes, uh, as he is, so are we in the world. And that's the end of that verse. And that lets me know that Christ, as he is, so am I. That's, that's, my, that's part of my being chosen. That's part of my priesthood uh, 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 abilities and my priesthood uh, uh, accountabilities, if you please. Uh, it's to be being a part of that, of that royal priesthood. And then it says, and a holy nation. And I done said it. Ain't too many ways you can say it. Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's what he said, right? For I am a holy God. Then he says, I am a jealous God. Oh, I'm going to get on some dangerous ground. And y'all going to look at me. You sure enough, look, if you're looking at me funny now, you're going to mind be looking at me funny in a minute. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, maybe a holy nation. I have a right. It ain't so much a right. I don't really have a right. I have a responsibility to myself and to God so that the judgment of God's, God don't follow me 
to try to tell this exactly the way it is without trying to bend it to fit what I think. Now, if it's something that I, I say that, that I think, then I'll say, well, this is, and brother so-and-so and this one, they may think, and, I'll, and I may bring that out, or I'll just say, it appears unto me. That's why it says, you can read about the priest, but of a priest is, uh, you know, I don't know what he says about it. I know he's got a thing on kings and priests, but I deliberately would not read that. And it's about the page and a half or two, maybe, in your premier study Bible. So you need to read that, and, uh, because it'll be good. I hadn't read anything that really I didn't agree with. I just, I like to, um, I don't want to steal somebody's thunder. That, does that make sense? Now, I, I, I feel like I'm coming over like a, like I think I know more than everybody else. I, that's, that's, that's not it. I, I, I want to, uh, you got to help me. I want to know him for me. Now, if Jesus can tell them, Brother Moore, how come he can't tell me? I'm chosen. And I'm royal. I got the Holy Ghost. And John, he writes in his, he says, and we have an unction from the Holy One that we need not any man should teach us any longer. But we have an unction from the Holy One that teaches us all things. Hey, all I got to do is have an ear to hear. And then when I hear them other brothers preach and I read their stuff, and it, it, it just, it just, it just kind of reaches down in there, Brother Moore, and it just kind of solidifies it and it roots it down deep. And it lets me know, hey, 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 he, he's heard from this same God. That Holy Ghost must be one just like our God is one. And there is no difference as he is, so are we. And so, the body of Christ many members and all the members have not the same function But now, all of God that we have in this world to be seen of men, I know the creation, it, it says that there is a God and it, it shouts the glory and the praises of God. And, and it lets us know that there is a God because of everything that is in order and all things, uh, there has to be a God. And it says that they are all without excuse in Romans 1. And, and that, uh, that there will be nobody that can say, I didn't know because creation is testifying against you. And so, uh, 
The body is the representation of Jesus. And if as long as we are a part of the chosen generation and the royal priesthood we are a part of that body and it gives us the right or the body is the instrument or it uh it is uh, the church is the uh entity uh, that uh, that uh, that walks as it were the Sea of Galilee and uh, that walks uh, down the street of Nain and touches the beer and says to the dead man, get up. And he just gets up. Are y'all hearing me? I'm trying to tell you that you've got power in you that you can speak to the dead and stop a funeral possession and say get up out of the coffin and he'll get up out of the coffin if you can just muster up the faith of God in you. For unto every man is dealt the measure. Everybody say the measure. The measure. Not a measure. The measure. What is it brother, Mo- brother Ford? I like to call myself Brother Moore. I'm really stepping up high tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whew, I'll be up yonder showing up trying to make myself royal. <laughs> Passing beyond what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. That <laughs> made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> Lord, forgive me, Jesus. Maybe y'all needed a little laugh break to, to break the hardness. Is this, this isn't hard, is it? It's not, I'm not being ugly. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and so, uh, and so, as he is. And then, well, let's just go on so we can, so we can, uh, so we can. Uh, you're a holy nation. Well, this next one is a, a peculiar people. Now, he done told them over there that you'd be a peculiar treasure. Now, what kind of treasure is that? Now, if you look up the word peculiar. Can I do that? Can I look it up real quick? I got it here. All I got to do is just, I done looked it up before. Now, this says, and I don't know which one this is. I just know it's a dictionary, okay? It says dictionary on my phone. And uh, it says strange, queer, odd. Now, that's not, if you look it up in the Hebrew, in the context, it's, that's, not, it's not really, that's not what it's talking about. But let's just get what they, they say, okay? How many knows who they say is? Or the little bird that's always telling everything. A little bird told me, really? You speak bird. Yeah. Have you ever said that or heard it said? Oh, a little birdie told me, really? <laughs> you just told a... 
And I believe the book of Revelation says, oh, they're not going to wind up too good. And there shall be nothing over there that loveth or maketh a lie. Oh, I said it, didn't I, out loud. They say, well, anyway, here we go. Uncommon or unusual. Distinctive in nature or character from others. Belonging characteristically usually followed by two. Belonging to, you know. Uh, belonging exclusively to some person, group, or thing. And then it's got astronomy and about designating a star. Uh, properly, a property or privilege belonging exclusively or characteristically to a person. And, uh, yeah, it's got some more, but they're really not anything we're going to read. So, he says that you're a peculiar treasure. Or, he's saying that you are a uh, treasure that has been... Uh, in the Old Testament, it would be a treasure that has been uh, uh, claimed or set aside for me, God. And uh, you're peculiar unto me from the rest of the world because I'm going to give you the oracles of God and, the, and I'm going to give you the, the law of God which none of the other nations or none of the other people are privy to. And they don't have the right of circumcision. They, they don't have a, a, the, the, the voice of God that spoke to Moses and the, and the law of God and, the, and the, the man that talked to a burning bush. And, and they don't have a, 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 the, the, the power of God on the mountain and the fire that burned and the voice that thundered. They hadn't heard a God that spoke unto them with His own voice. They have gods that never speak and gods that cannot hear but yet they'll pass their children through the fire and all kind of damnable things will they do to try to get the appeasement of a God that cannot hear, that cannot see, that cannot smell, that cannot touch, that cannot bless, that cannot make alive, that cannot build up or cast down, but they serve a God who is dead and void of understanding. But you are a Peculiar treasure unto me. That means I've got you set apart just for me. And you're not going to act like the rest of the world. And you won't look like the rest of the world. Because you're peculiar unto me. A holy nation. I've given you the law. How many of you ever read Leviticus? I know a number of you have. How many of you really love to read Leviticus all the way through? Just, I mean, it's just great and wonderful 
pick-you-ups in it. Not so much all the time. It is, in a sense, if you read it with the right understanding, because God has never, ever had anything that He put on anybody that He didn't have a way of escape. And that He didn't have a way of healing and getting out of it. Oh, well, hallelujah, somebody. Hey, 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 he's a God that loveth much. But he will allow things to help us come back around. Okay, and so he says that, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness or out of darkness, into His marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Now, it said, Peter says, that now we are a peculiar people. How many of you ever felt peculiar? Well, if you didn't, the altar is open. You need to come get the Holy Ghost and pray back through. Because you ain't a part of the kingdom. I don't know how else to say it, Brother Moore. Now, how many of you have ever heard the term uh, and, and peculiar, peculiar, peculiar? Uh, it's not so much as being odd, although it, 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 there is a difference. Uh, but it's, uh, it's like a, a, a machine, like the TM-11. Uh, there are certain parts that are peculiar. To that machine that will not fit and work on another. But it is a part that is uh, made. You got to listen now. It's made just for that machine. And brother Moore, that part ain't going to work anywhere else unless it gets modified somewhat. But it's peculiar to that certain. I'm going to ask this master of all trades. Jack of some. Now brother Burnham's pretty good at just stuff. But have you ever seen different components and stuff that they had a part that was peculiar to that certain brand and, and part that it wouldn't fit anywhere but it had to be or you had to modify to get it. Have you ever seen anything like that? Is, that is, it is peculiar to a, 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 that. Now, God has set us all members in the body. Now, if, if you're the eye and I'm an eye and you're an eye and you're an eye, and you're an eye, and you're an eye. All we got is one big eye. And we ain't got no body. We got an eye. And all we doing is looking at everybody else that has eyes. 
And we'll say, my eye and your eye is not the same eye. It's my eye bigger than your eye. And so if we're all eyes, we ain't much of a body and we ain't going to get much done because all we're doing, we can't say nothing. We can't go nowhere. We can't touch nobody. We can't help nobody. There's no help for anybody. But somebody's got to be an ear to hear. Somebody's got to be a mouth to speak. Somebody's got to be a hand to touch. Somebody's got to be a foot to carry the gospel. And somebody's got to be a prayer warrior. Somebody's got to be a singer. Somebody's got to be whatever God needs them to be. You can sweep the floor. But the most important thing is to call on your God and to talk to Him and to be a prayer warrior. Everybody in the church ought to be a prayer warrior, a praiser of God, a worshiper of God. You are a peculiar people. You are peculiar to the body of Christ. You won't fit in anywhere else if you're called, if you are royal, and if you are holy. And you won't fit in nowhere but the body. You're peculiar unto him. Not unto them. And so. When I think about. Being a part of the body of Christ. I have to remember. How that Jesus was not like anybody that came before him, Brother Moore. Y'all just going to have to forgive me. He wasn't like anybody else. He done works that no other man ever done. He done things that no other man will ever do. Unless God be with him. On his own. No one man has ever done all the things that Jesus done. But the body, the church, collectively, a peculiar people, a body that is fitly framed together, every member supplying that that is supposed to, that the body be healthy. And you can't say, well, all I am is a little toe. It don't really matter about me. I ain't much. But. You ever stumped your little toe? <laughs> and then tried to run a marathon? Makes sense, don't it, Billy Jack? Everybody's important. And I'm telling you right now, if you'll be a peculiar treasure unto him, 
And if you'll be separate from this world, and if you'll be untainted from this world, there is no thing that that God will not do through you. I don't care if you're the little toe, if you're the big toe, if you're the little finger, if you're the thumb. I don't care if you're the hearing or the eye or the mouth or the nose. It doesn't matter to me. All I know is you're not the head, but your body. You're the body. He's the head. And from Jesus comes everything that we ought to be doing. And from the head, we get our instruction. From the head, we believe that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. And the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was, was God. The same was in the beginning with God. There is no difference. God is the Word. It is the breath of life. It is the power of creation. It is the Holy Ghost. It is everything that you need. And it is the body of Christ. And the Word was made flesh. Peculiar. You know, that bunch down there don't act like nobody else. And they, they don't do everything that everybody else does. Uh, whoo, I'm about to get, you know, I'm about to get the twitches. Because I feel my Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I just want you to know that you're not uh, just another country bumpkin. And you're not just a, uh, uh, just a, uh, uh, how can I say this? A, 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 a something that just happened. Because Jesus don't just happen to give out the Spirit unto just anybody that comes alone. He have, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. But he, I'll tell you how you get it. There's a treasure in the field. And if you know how you get the, the treasure in the field, you buy the field. And you know how much it costs? It costs everything thing you got. You can't buy the field and you can't have the treasure unless you sell it all and give it all to him to get the treasure in the field. There is no other way. If you hold back you hold back a portion stand. I'm through hollering at you. I'm looking at a people that's waiting on a, I don't know, Pastor Moore, maybe we're waiting on a, a thunderbolt to strike us. Maybe, 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 maybe we're all, I, I, Brother Heath, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I, 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 I you know, and I, and, and I say, God, you got to help me with me. What am I waiting on? I know what you're waiting on. You're waiting on me. So you can work. Because the head is sending signals to the body saying, I want to do this. But I need conduit to run through. I need some conduit to work through.
I need something that I can work through. I need something that has an ear to hear what I'm saying. I need somebody that'll just hear ye the word of the Lord. Oh, ye valley of dry bones. Can these dry bones live? Ezekiel, thou knowest, Lord, he said, prophesy unto the dry bones. Hey, hear ye the word of the Lord. Oh, you valley of dry bones and live. I'm telling you, if you're here, I don't care how long you've been dry. I don't care how long you've been parts. I don't care what the devil's been whispering in your ear. You're a royal priesthood. A peculiar people. A chosen generation. You are a holy nation. And God will work through you. Everybody say he'll work through me. Come on, let's sing a song. I feel like praising praising him Hey, I feel like praising, praising Him, praise Him in the morning, praise Him all day long. I feel, you know why? You know why, Brother Jeremy? Because I realized I'm a peculiar treasure. And Jesus made me just for Him. Peculiar for him. Not odd and strange. Know you not? That you are not your own, but that you've been bought with a price. You're peculiar unto Him because He purchased you with His own blood. Calvary says, everything that I need and everything that I want in Him has been met at Calvary. My healing, my salvation, my deliverance, my joy, my peace. And so... It's no wonder that we don't go to the same venues that they go to. And we don't find ourselves participants in some of the same things that they participate in. But He called us out of darkness into His marvelous light that we should be partakers of the heavenly gift. I'm so glad that He would choose me. Think about it. Out of all the people on the face of the earth, He chose you to be here tonight. Sing whatever you want. I'm ready. I'm just talking. I'm through preaching. To the world, we are strange. How many of you ladies ever, and men, have you ever seen anybody walk into a paper mill 
I remember I walked into that paper mill when I first went on the paper machines, and it was in the summertime. And one of them guys was working on the winder, one of the coolest parts of the mill, right by the big open door at the end of number 11. Used to be a winder there, and he worked on the winder. He was a winder helper. He says, you see those guys over there, pointing around 7 and 8? You see them back there, pointing back on 11? Their shirts was wet. They were hot. He says, that's the way it is every day, all the time. Ringing wet. Between 7 and 8 in the summertime, you got hoods that's anywhere from, I'll give a low point, say 680 degrees, anywhere to close to 900 maybe more it's according to how well the hoods are insulated and you walk in there and it's about 120 25 degrees on the floor you got to work between two paper machines and both of them got hot hoods just blowing hot air to dry paper steam hot in there ain't uncle donald they tried to say I don't think you're going to make it. And I looked at one of them guys and says, how long have you been back here? He says, so-and-so. I said, did you throw them donuts? He says, yes. I said, I don't see no problem with me. I figure if one man can do it, I can do it. But sometimes you'll find yourself in a place where you didn't think you would be. And you better have a hold of something that you can depend on that'll pull you out and that'll make the difference in your life and help you overcome. Sing. I'm just rambling now. I can't remember what I said. want to be a peculiar treasure for Jesus Christ? How do you want to walk into what God has in store for you? What I'm trying to tell you is you're more than you think you are. But sometimes you're not what you think you are. Well, hello. You're more than what you know. But you're not always what you think you are. So let's be a peculiar people. And let's love the Lord with all of our heart. With all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him all day long. And I feel like praise and praise and Oh yes, I do. Now I feel like praise and praise and you
God, you're not going to feel like uh, you're part of the crowd anymore. You're peculiar to God. Oh, yeah, you're made for Him. Yeah, you're chosen by Him. A peculiar treasure. Everybody, give God praise. I'm chosen. Well, is anybody excited about being chosen by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Amen. That you and I have access upon this earth in a place and a kingdom, amen, that the president don't even have or the government don't have it, amen, unless he knows Jesus Christ. Do we really understand who we walk into representation of in this house tonight when we represent Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost and the healing virtues of God? We're not a bunch of nobody who was until we showed up. Amen. Until, Joe, until Jesus called us out. Now we're somebody. Not that we are somebody, but he's somebody. Because he's somebody, he makes us somebody. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. My, my. What a good message. You really begin to think about it. Praise God. We have access into the high priest that's sitting up in the heavens. Setting up a tabernacle that has the same pattern as that when it was up on the earth. But yet it's a greater tabernacle with a greater high priest with a better covenant with better promises. And now it's not just to the Jews and to those that met the qualification that followed under Aaron. But now you and I through the one that came out of the following of the high priest of Melchizedek. But as you go in prayer in Jesus name. Amen. If you'll understand and get a real revelation of that. Amen. You'll start praying about everything because that's what the Bible instructs us. Pray about everything. You pray about it, honey, you can expect something to happen, something positive, something good. Love you tonight. Thank you, Brother Ford, for the Word of God. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. He can make full messages out of each one of them topics when you really begin to think about it and examine the Scriptures and what it has to say about it. Man, you're a blessed people. We're blessed people. Amen. To have a part and be a part of this and the revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of this one God message. Amen. And what's available unto us upon this earth and in that world to come. Praise God. All right. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Ariana. All right. Sister Glenda Whittington, Bryson. Amen. Sister McCallie. Come on. Today is hers. We got a bunch of January babies. All right, who else? Sure don't want to miss no one. Y'all want all the birthday babies to stand up? Praise God. Y'all might can remember them that way. You want to say you all, how y'all want to do this? Praise the Lord. All right, let's sing it.
give all of them a good hand tonight. Praise God. Thank God for each one of you and the Lord blessing you, giving you birthdays, amen, as a vessel of His, amen, to represent Him in this world. Praise God. Anniversaries. Have any anniversaries? No anniversaries. All right. Let's don't forget, uh, Brother Tyler Strain will be with us this coming Sunday, Sunday morning and Sunday night. So let's be praying God will just stir him up, put a word in his heart for us. Amen. I want to hear from the Lord every time I come. I believe we've heard from the Lord tonight. We get a good revelation, understanding what's been preached to us tonight, who we are, what we're representing. And we're not just doing that on Sundays, but we do that every day of the week in all circumstances of our lives, in every situation we become a part of. Amen. We're the one that can make a difference. And sometimes you may feel like that peculiar person in that odd situation, but you know what? God's put you there for a purpose, for a reason. So let's just shoulder up, let's pick our heads up, and let's do the work of God. No greater work than the work of Jesus Christ. Let's do it. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Any other announcements? All right. Pray for these. Pray for some. It's uh, dealing with COVID and others. Let's pray for Jeremy and Deanna. They're not feeling good tonight. So let's pray for them. God would be with them. Amen. So, so good to have Brianna with us tonight. She stepped out. God bless her. It's good to have her tonight. Amen. Going to be on the mother's way also. So let's pray for these. Okay. God love you. Appreciate you tonight. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.